us uh you know maybe some of our favorites and maybe tell a little story of about you know an album that you purchased based on an album cover and uh that's that's what we're doing so you guys ready yep douglas all right i'll kick it off here uh i chose uh kristen whalen and i'm probably butchering that i apologize to the swedish whole swedish language um pseudonyms are also necro lord and chris Steele. i don't know where that comes into play. But Necrolord is very uh, iconic in the metal scene. Um, I I don't have an exact example like Marco was talking about. Like, I remember buying a lot of Grateful Dead records just on the covers and, no, be, yeah, that, that's and being what completely I'm saying. bamboozled. It doesn't have to be based on your well, artist, well, no, but it so, could be uh, based on anybody you want. But yeah. that being said, there is... Because he's done all the dissection. Grief Prophecy, Somberland, Stormlight's Bane, Where Day Does Lie. He's done pretty much everything dissection has done. He's done the album I work for, and it's all beautiful. It's gorgeous. And I want to say Summer Lights Bane is probably one of my favorite all-time... Ooh, yeah. All-time favorite album covers. Maybe yes. even albums. I think just that's... It just as a whole, that package deal is just amazing. And I love how he uses the like the color purple in various shades, and it, it's almost all basically different shades of purple. Yeah, it's like black, white, and purple, but just, yeah, different shades. It's He does it... He he knows his he knows his way around a, a color palette for sure, but Dark Funeral, um, Secrets of the Black Arts he also does, which is one of those ones that I was really into. Dissection and Emperor he did also in the Night's Side Eclipse, and then I I'm like I all I like all these other bands, then I see this Necrolord cover, you know Secrets of the Dark Arts, and it was kind of just he just helped me dive into like that black metal scene more. Back, no, absolutely. And uh, some other notable ones that he did that you didn't mention, man. He did like uh, some Black Dahlia Murder records, which their covers are fire. I don't know if you like them or not, but their covers are fire. Like Nocturnal and Nightbringers. He did At the Gate Slaughter of the Soul. He did. Uh, he did Enciferum albums. Yep. Which is not 100% my cup of tea, but I do like the early work. You know me. He did Atheist Elements, too. He did, man. He did a lot of stuff. I mean, that dude's definitely influential. And I love, like, the, the way the horse and the, uh, what it was it called? The guy with the sight there. The uh, Grim Reaper or whatever the hell he's supposed to be. Yep. It's, he yeah. just looks awesome in the Storm of the Light fan cover. It's just fantastic. I know. We're, we're, we're looking at a poster I have on my wall, and that's why yeah. we're kind of, we're just, like, oogling it while we're, while we're talking oh. about it. Oogled. Oh, I'm so oogled. I just oogled <laughs> in my pants like twice. <laughs> Definitely one of my favorite covers of all He time. also, another interesting thing, he did uh, uh, volumes three through six of Death is Just the Beginning compilation records, too. No shit. Yes. Yeah. He did King Diamond Voodoo. He did. Yeah, he did a lot of stuff. He did uh, Incubus, too, before they were had to change their name. Appropriate. Uh, <laughs> I'm glad I'm not the only one that can't pronounce <laughs> can't it. Pronounce Dude, why would you go from Incubus to some band no one can pronounce? That's just a way to dive into obscurity. It's a shame for popular about. Incubus because, uh, you know, that was a good name. If, it uh, was, They could have yeah. held on to it. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't think other Incubus deserves the name. I think it's more fitting for a fucking black and thrash, you know, death metal band. But uh, also Necrophobic, a few from them. The, he's He's done every genre and mostly metal and he just 
I can't pronounce this one. I'm going to butcher it, but these guys are really good in the same vein as kind of dissection. Oh, Sacramentum? Sacramentum, yeah. I believe that's how you say it. Yeah, this supposed to be pretty good. I never really listened to it myself, but uh, I've the, heard. In the same vein, yeah, them, that kind of melodic death metal. But, yeah, so, I mean, he, he's had his hands in everything. He's a musician as well. Um, never really did an insane amount of stuff, but he was in a band grotesque with uh, Thomas from Out the Gates on vocals, and they were mm-hmm. pretty much kids, like fucking teens. Yeah, yeah. And so, Tomas at the Gates is in everything. He's in everything. He's in right. a lot of stuff. Yeah, his his uh, Metal Archives page is quite quite full. Anything sticking out for you, Kevin? I see you looking at some stuff over there. Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. I mean, for me, still to this day, my, my favorite artist is Travis Smith. Um, I would say the first two album covers that really stuck out for me and, and actually attracted me to the music... Aside from Doug getting me into shit all the time, was uh, Control Denied's the Fragile Art of Existence album cover, um, and then obviously Death's Sound of Perseverance. Those wow. two covers were basically what I mean. I, I just I love the art direction. From there, I'm like, man, I gotta listen to these records. It just everything from art layout to music was pure perfection on those records, front to back. Um, and then from there, I started to actually. I went on his website, which at the time I'm 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 pretty sure he still has a website up, but Seam Pieces is his website, and uh, I started to check out some of the other album covers that he had worked on. And from there, I'm like, well, I'll look at the art, and then I'll start to check out the artist. Since I loved Control Denied, I loved Death. I assumed that he was doing a lot of that type of music, um, and even though Doug had shown me Opeth about. 10 years prior <laughs> with orchid actually the first and it was because of travis smith the first album that i checked out from opeth was watershed and he does all of the art direction and layout design with michael from opeth so for almost all of their records from still life on he's been a part of and um everything he puts out with opeth for in my eyes is just fucking phenomenal um but because of him, I mean, I checked out Watershed. It kind of kind of, was my gateway to Opeth from that art design. Just the colors he had. It was, like, very dark. Um, but his imagery, it was, like, a real photo of somebody sitting at a desk. But the greens and the yellows and the dark imagery of the person sitting at the desk, it was just awesome. Um, and that drew me in. And then from there, I kind of went, you know, all around. I figured out how much he had actually done. Uh he's travis smith has done artwork for nevermore ton for nevermore uh demons and wizards iced earth just a lot of bands that i love he's he's had his hands in um catatonia he's done a lot of artwork for catatonia dragon force dragon i'm sorry Lord. no dragon huge difference rapture i love yeah. Rapture. Yeah, rapture which you love that is a so beautiful I mean, album yeah yeah doug's all about the dragon lord and so, then a band that i'm all about he's done actually is heathen he did a evolution of chaos he did nice okay. which is fantastic dude he did necroshine overkill yeah he did ironbound too yes mm-hmm. i did not know oh that's right yep, yep. To be right in front of your face. Well, it's I'm not going. It's not. It's chronological, not alphabetical. <laughs> so I was getting there. Yeah, and, and Travis Smith's like super down to earth dude. You can email him, and he'll. I mean, he'll email you back. He'll talk to you. He did some November covers. Some November, yeah. yeah which because of him again, I checked out some of that stuff. So because of some of the artists, I've checked out a lot of the music. You know, just based off of the art that they have on their Facebook account or on their websites that they have. 
So that was one that's that sticks out for me. Yeah, and mine, Marco here is uh, Dan Seagrave, uh, who's done mostly in the death metal genre, which is, if you listen to us, you know that death metal's my bag. But uh, yeah, man, like Left Hand Path Entombed, Clandestine Entombed, uh, Altars of Madness, which is one of the best art pieces with all the melty faces yeah. and everything like that. He designed that. And yeah, that's also on the wall here, yeah, which another, is fantastic. Another flag from Eric UK. Which is great with the, like, the dark, the, the black and the white, plus the blue on the, uh, the you know around the edges. Uh, it's, it's just perfect. But another couple of uh, albums I really love that he did, like my two favorites, and probably very much the covers influenced me, is Dismember Like an Everflowing Stream and Malevolent Creation Rep- Retribution. Yeah. Like those two records, like it's almost like a real landscape, but kind of looks like it's fictional too at the same time. Yeah. I mean, it's just fantastic. And then he did Nocturnus the Key, which is like a big... Like, it looks like a space robot. Like Very Transformer Wars-ish. almost. Yeah, I think it's more like Transformer almost. It's it's pretty fantastic. But, uh... Dude, Pestilence I'm, Testimony of the Ancients, ooh, man. Ooh, that's a great cover. That is yeah. a great I cover. I mean, he's done so many. You can go through Seagrave and, like... Warbringer, Vader, yeah, man. Yeah, he's, man. He's kind of touched... You know what it is? The he's more so detailed in what he does. Correct, yeah. You can, see, you can see the full picture, but you don't really... You have to continuously look, and it can take you... A million tries, and you're like, I didn't notice that. I didn't notice that. That That is great. I wake up every morning on that flag over there. And, and you notice like, something different. I, something different every like, time. Oh, shit. And that's the same thing. Like, when I, you know, I own a lot of the, his albums on vinyl because they're some of my favorite albums. And another one I did not mention is Effigy of the Forgotten, Suffocation, which is an excellent cover, too. But I look at those album covers all the time when I'm looking at my vinyls. And, like, even on that big picture, there's still new, new shit I discover constantly, constantly, constantly. I don't know, man. He he basically influenced me, uh, you know, as far as death metal covers when I was buying records to buy records. You know, like, they, it was much better than a lot of the other artists I saw going on. I mean, at the time, I didn't know black metal, so Necrolord or what, whatever his real name is, is you know, it was kind of out of the realm because I just wasn't looking into those type of bands. And same thing for Travis Smith, Travis yeah. Smith except for Sound of Perseverance, of course, because, yeah, that's my thing. And Ice Earth. I love Ice Earth. Yep. Mm. Uh, but man, yeah, Dan Seagrave is my my top number one top dog in this whole artist thing. But he doesn't love demons and wizards. I do not. Yeah, strange. I do not. But strange. I might go to the show anyway just to check you're, it you're out. You're gonna have to. Yeah. Me and Kevin are gonna be toe scissoring, so you gotta come. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's all about the demons and wizards. Oh my god, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I tried, dude. The Crimson King or whatever, and. I kind of wish touched by the crimson. King. Oh, touched, motherfucker! That's yeah. why you liked it because you were you were touched, touched by the scissored crimson. by the <laughs> scissored by the scissored by the crimson. But I wanted to talk about again, like a story of like an album that like you were influenced to buy because of the album cover. Like you went to the story, like I gotta buy that fucking album. And uh, anybody got a good story about that? Yeah, like I was saying earlier, um, just as a young kid, really early nineties. Uh, first two Alice in Chain albums, I mean, they were super colorful. Facelift had all of the guys' faces intertwined in one, very colorful, tie-dye looking. And then Dirt. Dirt was such an awesome album cover. And it sucks because at this point, I can't remember who the uh, actress was. I mean, not the actress, the model <clears throat> in that, but she has relevance too. And I, fuck, we'll probably look it up, but... She has other relevance in either the metal community or something else as an actress. Um, but I just love that. Like the image of this naked girl buried in the dirt, kind of just 
seamlessly into it and it was an awesome awesome cover and a plus was like what seven eight years old it was cool mm-hmm. i mean it was such a cool cover yeah man i, I love those album covers too i mean i'm a big alice james fan i love them i love them but for me like going to uh the store i remember my mom brought me probably when i was about the same age eight, eight years old or so and you know i had my heart set on iron maiden you know, and I remember going to Ann and Hope, which is like a, lo- I think it's local. Yes, yeah, Ann and Hope. I'm the yellow, a- the yellow and red, lo- or whatever. Yeah, the- it was yeah, like yellow yeah, and dude. orange or whatever. Yeah, Watertown Mall. Right. Ann and, we, and Hope. Well, the one I went to was in Danvers, but like. There's a Ticketmaster inside. You yeah. want to buy tickets. Right, yeah. Sure. That's where I bought my first Metallica tickets, as a matter of fact. Uh, Ann and Hope. But so I went into Buy Iron Maiden, and I, and I remember like the options were like Killers, which was a cool record. That was probably choice number two. You know, Peace of Mind, Somewhere in Time, Seventh Sun, and I think. I think the first album might have been there. I don't really recall. But, man, the cover that really sold me was Somewhere in Time, you know, with the Eddie, with the gun. And, you know, at the time, you know, he's just, like, such a cool figure with that fucking laser gun. And then, you know, to learn the significance of that album over the years with the the whole two minutes to midnight on the on the cover, if you notice, says 11.58. Mm-hmm. Like, on the top the, the of it. The Doomsday Clock. The Doomsday Clock. And it, it just ended up being such a cool purchase. At the, you know, I, I didn't realize at the time, but I just chose it basically because he looked what, like a comic book what, character. What format did you buy it on? I bought it on cassette. On cassette. On cassette, yeah, man. That was probably 1987 or 88. Shit. Something like that. You came more about two? No, it must have been 88 because I, I remember okay, seven Son... Yeah, so because Seventh Son was an option, and I, Seventh Son came out in '88, so I remember it must have been '88, but I bet you it was right on the cusp of Seventh Son coming out. That's, I, I will say this I'm as, an old a, dog. as a small kid, like five. Um, so 1990, I do remember seeing uh, somebody like a like a friend of my mom's. Somebody was wearing a Judas Priest shirt. I definitely remember Donald? seeing. Was it Donald? No, it was like the entity. I definitely remember seeing people wearing. Um, a painkiller shirt, and I do remember Defenders of the Faith. For those, for some reason, those album covers, I remember people wearing the shirts, like the old school um, baseball tees with the round artwork in it. With like they had, it just it was very reminiscent. They had that circle with the artwork like it within the circle. But I remember seeing those colors. I do remember seeing those Judas Priest shirts in the late late eighties, early nineties. For some reason, it just always stuck with me. Even as a kid. Plus, yes. you, you got to think, like, back in that time, the artwork direction for Priest and the toys that were popular, they were those, like, the Transformers and the Asian-style Transformers that they had, mm-hmm. like, all of that stuff. Oh, the the uh, Asian Go-Bots. artwork, yeah. <laughs> v- Vortet, there was another... Uh, like Go-Bots. Go-Bots? Voltron? Voltron. Was not, like, the Japanese version? Yeah, they... they or, or Transformers, the American version of Voltron. It wasn't the other way. It though. was something like that, and then those GoBots was like the ghetto Transformers. Those are for like the cool poor yeah. kids. Those are yeah, those are like doll store Transformers. You <laughs> That's know? one artist we left out. So from, uh, uh, and I don't think he did Painkiller. He might have, but I can't. I can't remember his name. He did a lot of work for basketball and all sorts of different things. But he had that very boxy. So he did Defenders of the Faith. He did um, Screaming for Vengeance. Mm-hmm. Uh, very boxy, cartoonish. Uh, and he always had like streaks that would line the object and stuff, and it was very seventies, very, it was very retro. retro, retro yeah. And it was already in the eighties, but it was retro seventies artwork mixed with current nineteen eighties feel. The nineteen seventies did a lot of shit, dude. The nineteen seventies didn't end till like eighty five. Great <laughs> artist though, I know, and he did he did a couple of the Judas Priest covers. I can't remember which Doug Johnson, Doug Johnson. 
Yeah, he also designed the Hellion and Screaming for Vengeance. It's actually my porn name. Is it? <laughs> it's, it's not, uh, what's his name again? <laughs> what, Stooge? Stooge. Stooge. Stug Stooge. Stug the Stooge Johnson. <laughs> oh, I also wanted to point out, I forgot with Travis Smith, he did uh, a couple covers for Bloodbath, and um, he also did uh, something for... Oh, shit, I forget. Yeah. It, all right, so while you're looking that it's up... It's endless. There's there's one album that I bought on tape back in the day that I had no idea what it was. It looked metal, but I'd been duped before. But it's a band that I've talked about a lot. Um, it's a band from New York, a thrash band called Dead On. Mm. And the cover is so cheesy, and it's awful. And it's not a good cover. But the album is so fucking good. It's just like a... A dude playing a guitar, and it's kind of like, uh, what don't you even call that? It's kind of just like, uh... A dude like, playing a guitar? No! You know you know, you know the album cover I'm talking about? No. Um, it's like Shadowed, I guess. It's like, it's like, I don't know, you'd have to see it to... Oh, it's like a time lapse, where you can see various shots of Yes, but it's like yeah, done yeah. where it's like almost kind of... So, right, it's so like they, trippy. So they purposely did it to look like the Paranoid cover, Black Sabbath's Paranoid. Kind of. Something like that. Yeah, in that, that same effect. Tug's going to go grab it so we could describe it better. Well, fuck, let's... I mean, that brings up a good point. I love the first six Black Sabbath records, but they don't have the greatest album covers in the world. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, if you go back to even that time period, you go even at, like, Led Zeppelin. Some of them are not great. They have some great ones. Yeah. What the fuck you'd call that? Uh, yeah... It's just, it's a horrible album cover. It's like, like one shot that they continue, it's like a continuous shot, or that one's, I don't know, from here, actually, from here, that looks like a fucking decaying body. Well, no, it's a guitar, you can see the neck. Uh, yeah, as you get closer, yeah. Yeah, and then the yeah. hair whipping. Oh, yeah, dude, hair. it's the same shit, yeah, it's, yeah. it's the same shot, just shot, it's basically like Paranoid, mm-hmm. it's basically like Paranoid. Yeah, no, yeah, see, what I remember is the cough. You're right, you're right, the, I forgot. Dude, I, it's the same shot, Paranoid is a bunch, it's basically like somebody's taking a look like, you're paranoid. You're you're seeing triple or quadruple of the same thing, which again though, like if you look at the paranoid cover, oh, what's up with the giant fucking helmet? Like in a sword? It's it a black like a dude cop. with a sword. He looks like a like it's a not black dude. He's not black. No, he's gotta be. No, not black. I don't think so, no, no. man. No. But it's some dude running at you with a a giant like not even a not even a, a real like it's a weird curved like pirate sword. And he's wearing like a cop uniform or a space uniform. He's kind of, definitely has the, the old school cop helmet. So it's huge very... cop, like like not even like we're talking like spaceballs helmet. <laughs> space. Yeah, they're black. But, but I get it. That cover was supposed to just be fucked up. That's the whole point. Is like mm-hmm. you're seeing weird shit. The first Black Sabbath records, excellent, amazing. excellent. That cover yeah. That's what I was just about to say. That's literally man. just what, what I was about to say. When I think of a witch. It's just like yeah. Black Sabbath. I, cover. I love. And then they honestly didn't do another good cover to like the Dio years. No, not true. Seven and Hill. No, man. What about what about Black Sabbath? Um, what about Black Sabbath? No, Master. Oh, you talking about Sabbath, great. Bloody Sabbath? Yeah. Sabbath, Bloody Sabbath. That's a good awesome. one. That's a good one too. Yeah, yeah I forgot good. about that. Yeah, Sabotage yeah. sucks. I hate to say it. Uh, Sabotage is weird, and you know that he's wearing Ozzy's wearing one of their girlfriend's pantyhose in that. Like they they just needed something for the cover, and he was just like, "Yeah, give me your girlfriend's pantyhose." What an awful cover. I hate mm-hmm. to say it. I almost oh, no, th- he's wearing a kimono. So Ozzy's wearing a kimono in that. And somebody's wearing their girlfriend's pantyhose. I don't know if it was um, uh, Tony Iommi or Geezer Butler, but they're wearing fucking women's pantyhose. Ozzy's just wearing a kimono right. because he just like literally was like, I don't know, I was coked out of my mind, and, like just I was wearing a kimono. I actually didn't listen to that album, 
until I was like in my teens because I hated it's the cover so much. Awesome, dude. <laughs> I just it's hated the such fucking a good cover. Album. Yeah. I, I'm pretty sure that uh, Megalomaniacs on that that, that song mm-hmm. is just awesome. And speaking of another quick album cover, I want to mention from the '70s because it's actually like my favorite vinyl I own that I never listened to. I probably should listen to it because they're, they're supposed to be a really good band. It's Emerson, Lake, and Palmer, Brain Salad Surgery. It's like a Geiger cover, and it's like a face, but it opens up right in the middle. Nice. I wish I had it. It's great, and then it opens up to like a bigger, you know, it's hard to, to explain because I haven't opened it in a long time. But if anybody's listening, check out that album cover, especially if you can find it on vinyl. I think you can find it for like $4. It's one of the best looking covers I've ever seen in my life. I just wanted to shout that one out real quick. Yep. Yeah. Is that a black guy? I don't think that so. That is not a black he's man. A very, he has a very soulful... That's that's kind of you, Doug. It's very kind of you. Dude, I, I'm going to... You have kind eyes, Stooge. I'm going to agree to disagree. That that gentleman... Anyway. Hey, Stooge, what's your uh, album that you bought based on uh, just the cover? Oh, no, Dead On. Oh, is that the one? That was it? I found it oh, on okay, tape okay, at, okay. A, at a trade... You know what's weird? Think about that. So, like, we <laughs> I, we were into the Alice in Chains... Like, Alice in Chains face, facelift, and it had that distorted same image it was like a bunch of images put into one mm-hmm. your cover over there it's the same thing it's a bunch of the same image in one marco i don't know what your very first one was it was somewhere in time that really like did it for me <sighs> yeah dude and that's that's why you can't even i think that's an issue right that. there. that's brain salad surgery i'm just showing the guy's brain that salad is. surgery oh yeah it's just a sick cover and it opens up right in the middle yeah yeah it's just awesome i'll bring it next time we do a podcast so you guys can what's check it that out. what style of music they're like 70s, like, you know prog what? rock. Emerson no Lake and Palmer? You don't know Emerson Lake and Palmer? I don't. Really? Yeah. I kind of wish I don't. I'm trying to think like of a song. You know me, I'm a prog head. I just yeah. don't, I, I don't, I don't know that. Yeah. They're not like prog in that sense. They're more like, they're like rock. I mean, they're rock, but they have like proggy Kansas, elements. See, you know yeah, Kansas yeah. is kind of proggy? More like, more like in the style of Rush? Prog rock? No, I wouldn't say so. Um, I'd say between Rush and Kansas. Okay. Not as proggy. Yeah, yeah right. or like, I'm not sure if we're describing That's a sick cover, though. That's like dark. It's, it's Geiger. It's totally Geiger, Geiger, too. And that's that's why I love Geiger's artwork, too. But we have to save some names if we want to do a future podcast, too. So <laughs> We can't talk about everybody. Even though I want to talk about everybody. I know. We could do like a 12-hour marathon. But uh, another person I wanted to mention real quick, and I think he was influential on all of us. And I think we, we kind of mutually agreed on this guy because I think he's pretty much the first artist I really remember. And I'm sure you guys will agree is Eric Repka. Bob Ross. Bob Ross too. I remember him too painting the little trees. I'm just gonna paint little trees. But he's responsible for paint the trees. <laughs> Where is he? Rock. There he is. He's like, what hasn't he done? Let's just put it that way. You know, like I'm just gonna name a few really notable ones for me. Like he did like Scream, Bloody Gore, and Leprosy from Death. He did Violence, Eternal. Um, uh, why can't I think of the name? Nightmare. He did uh, Megadeth. Peace oh, sells, rusted peace. Oh, here we Dude, go. Dude, but he did all the other shit. He too. did Defiance, product of society. Yes, yeah, he, he did. He did Massacre from Beyond, and then even like a relatively more modern record. He did Municipal Waste, Hazardous Mutation, and then there's a million others. Those are the only ones I wrote down. Oh, Nuclear Assault Game Over is the other one I wrote down. Did you say the Evil Deads? I did not. Under- See, that's why. Evil I, Deads. I want to leave it the open. Underworld and Annihilation of Civilization. Dude, he did some Gruesomes. Uh, Hexen. I don't know if you guys remember Hexen. I remember. Yes. Uh, Whatever happened to them? They put out like two or three records. They did two and then they sang. Man, the second one wasn't good. But but touching back to Megadeth, dude, they, he did the Hangar 18, Nova Miss Nice the Guy. Singles, yeah. The His rusted pieces were phenomenal. Mm-hmm. I still love that eight foot rusted pieces one where with Vic on top of all like the orange like globes. I, I, I love that. Yeah, that's such a great piece. Yeah, that's in the archives. Uh, Merciless Death, dude. 
it's endless and it's funny because he's actually not a big fan of the thrash genre even though he's done so much that's so he's strange. more like a punk dude he's yeah. I just think his early oh, work was so done, influential. Uh, he did a bunch of the Toxic Holocaust, right? I think he did, yeah. Yep. I mean, it looks like his work. I mean, he has the full list there. So, Possessed Beyond the Gates, uh, Sanctuary, Refuge Denied. Refuge, SOB, Stormtroopers of Beer, right? That's the Japanese band? Uh, yeah, it's in, does it have Lothgar in it? I thought Lothgar was in uh, Stormtroopers of Beer. Might might be. I thought they were Japanese. There might be a couple. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. That's a, that's a, uh, but I thought it was like Lothgar's like, SOD like, kind of cover band. Well, we will look into this and get back to you guys. <laughs> um, yeah, Toxic Holocaust, the Toxic albums. He did Think This and World Circus, man. Yeah, he did a lot of stuff, man. Uh, Whiplash Unborn Again, Wrathchild America. And um, I, you know what? That Wrathchild America album, actually, I bought probably because of his artwork, because I did own that on cassette back in the day. Oh, did you? Yes, I did. Yeah. That, and what was the other weird one that I never got into? Uh, something Cyclone? Oh, Cyclone Temple? Yes, Cyclone and Temple. there's also Cyclone though, the Cyclone and Cyclone Temple. I think but, Cyclone but he Temple. did them. No, 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 no. Oh, I'm, I'm just saying. Just I kind of love that era. Yeah, you already, yeah. did you guys? I, I probably missed this. You did you say death? He did something for death. Yeah, he yeah, yeah I mentioned it. Yeah, three bloody gore and leprosy. Yeah, he did. Oh, and he did spiritual, spiritual yeah, healing. Yeah, the first spiritual healing. Yeah, right. yeah, he did Venom Here Lies, which is an early one too. All right, can I just say one fucked up thing about all the artists we talked about tonight? Sure. Out of the four of them, three of them were born in 1970. The other one was born in 1971. And Night of the Demons, poor Sal was born <laughs> December 6th, 1970 as well. So I don't know what the I don't significance know, is. I don't know what the significance of 1970 that keeps coming up tonight, but... Hmm. What's the symbology? The symbology. I don't know what the symbology is. There's yep. something there. <laughs> but, dude, yeah, so Re- Repka, he's... Yeah, a, we know it's symbolism. It's from... Reservoir. Reservoir Dogs? Like, which no, if... not Reservoir Dogs. That's from uh, Boondock Saints. Oh, same goddamn movie. I, I actually watched Reservoir Dogs the other day. I love that movie. I, love I haven't movie. seen Boondock in a long time. I own time. it. I, I haven't really... watched it since Nick and Vic's house back oh, in the yeah. day, man. Just, I um, got a quick question about Repka, though. Like, if Uncle Slam. Uncle Slam, yeah, absolutely. Uncle if you had Slam. to pick... a big fan of Uncle Slam. I love Uncle Slam. Um, so, like, one Repka cover that defines him, like, like or whatever, that, you know, really stuck him to, stuck you to his work. What's like one record that really like? It's go ahead, Doug. You got it. It's, it's a toss up between Scream Bloody Gore, yeah, and the Birth of Vic. The Birth of Vic. So yeah. which would be the one on the bottom left here, where Vic's just coming oh, out. Oh, he did that. that too. Then okay, yeah, that's he, awesome. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He did like the Rusted Pieces on the top yeah, right. Yeah, Birth yeah. of Vic. He did like the Mary Jane. He did all those okay singles Man, as well. I have as the a hard time. Albums. I know, but as far as covers go, I have a really hard time, and I can't make it. Dude, it's just going to be between Rust and Peace and Peace Cells. Just, yeah, and that's oh, for me, peace. too. It's funny, because that's for me, too. Dude, fucking those, those two. Just, yeah. I think Peace Cells. I think Peace Cells wins out for me, yeah, too. Out of myself. the two, I think Peace yeah. Cells. Um, for me, I remember I the colors. kind of a similar like to Iron Maiden story was when I went and bought uh, Megadeth record. And uh, and uh, Rust and Peace wasn't actually out. I'm getting towed. <laughs> Rust and Peace wasn't actually out yet. <laughs> But uh, it was between Peace Cells, So Far, So Good, So What, and Killing Is My Business. What do you think I chose? Yeah, of course. It was Peace Cells, because that's the, the ultimate album cover out of those three. There's no mustard, like, in Killing Is My Business. No, there's no mustard, and it's not and just ketchup. some dude in, like, some military guard. Even down. though even though I, I actually kind of like that cover now. Well, I, still, yeah. I still appreciate the original. I agree. Oh, I I'm care. cool with that, too. I, I bust it, but I do. But the new three di- three-dimensional one that they just created, the new, the remastered. The, the new re- new one? Re-re-remastered? Yeah, pretty yeah, cool. they did the... It's fucking great. Yeah. Like it, it did come out sick. But to your point, 
The other thing too, I think what makes uh, Peace Cells such an I- iconic piece of art is the fact the title, man, Peace Cells. But who's, who's buying? buying? Yeah. Dude, it's so fucking relevant no matter what we It's think. timeless. It's timeless. It's such a timeless record. With Vic just sitting on the for sale sign and the fucking... Everything. Front dude, to everything. back. It's, it's including just, he, the really bad glam photos of them on the back. Right, 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 right. That's true. It's That's just true. great. It's great. Yeah. It's pure perfection. Front to back. Yeah. That, that that album cover, though, definitely sold me. I mean, that's one of the few. And, like, for me, Metallica, Kill em All was a winner, too, over Ride the Lightning. I just love Kill em All. Like, the blood. You know, when I was a kid, that was fucking awesome. And you it's know? weird. The f- Even though I, he's not Repka, but... And Justice for All, like, that was the cover for me, Metallica-wise. I just fell in love with just that artwork. Yeah, I, I believe it. Justice for All was, like, new, so it was probably sold out. But I don't recall that being at the store. We could have talked about... I don't even... Who's the dude that did those covers? It must have been the same guy that did all four covers. That I don't know. I actually didn't look at a Metallica. Not, no, you no. know what? Kill, I have a feeling Kill em All was done cheap. Yeah. Just, it was done cheap. Like, super cheap. It was. But I like it, though. Because it's, I'm, pretty sure it's, it's a sheet. So I'm pretty sure it's a sheet. And I, I don't know if it's even one of the band members. It's just, like, they took a photo of them. They were but pretty innovative back as then. As far as Ride the Lightning, Master of Puppets, and Injustice, I'm pretty sure it's the same fucking guy that did those three covers. Definitely Ride and Puppets. Oh, yeah. I, you can and tell. And then, maybe, maybe, maybe Justice, yeah. Hand-drawn. All hand-drawn. Yeah, they, they... Those were killer covers, but it's... Yeah. We need a whole segment just on shit album covers. Dude, Kill like... Them All looks cheap, but it's it didn't look as cheap as... The first Megadeth cover. No, that's still much. I don't say classier, but it's that more well done. I always say this relish in in ketchup. <laughs> so Stephen Gorman is the guy that did it. Now let me look up. It's gonna take me a minute, so you guys. When can you just said keep Stephen, talking. so did Stephen Gorman do uh, Injustice? He did. He did Justice. Yeah, but I'm looking up actually like the other stuff that he did. Maybe to try to figure. I'm it surprised out. this is. He like, had to have done Ride the Lightning. And... How do we not know this? We know everything else about Metallica. It is. It's strange. Like as far as the artists go. You know what? It, until we like. Well, talk we about Puss, this. We know Pusshead did. He did. Um. So the iconic image in Injustice for All on the inside. I thought he did the the four faces and the hammer. That's Pusshead. That's Pusshead. Yes. Yeah. So he did random shit within the artwork that they had. Other. Yeah, because he did. never did an actual cover for them. Maybe he didn't do Injustice for All then. So he just no, did a random a- piece of art. He was another artist that was awesome. Still is awesome. I mean, they used him for a lot of shit for like skateboards and who the t-shirts. Fuck is he? And what is he still the doing? The Misfits. And the Misfits, yeah. Misfits use him, right? Pusshead for yep. stuff. So Master of Puppets was done by a guy. No, never mind. No, 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 no. <laughs> so go on. Warm up this stuff, dude. Like the load cover is it, that's like some pretty good man. You like the load cover? Like the bloody yeah, semen cover? You know yeah, because it is. I, I love how natural it is. It's, it's literally real. a load, so the it's, album cover is not real. wrong. Yeah, it's real. I mean, I love how it's blood and sperm. Right, but I just love how real that is. The imagery is. But it's just so weird going for the from... time though. The mid nineties. Think of what was coming. Nothing great. <laughs> You know what's worse than that album cover, though? I know you like it. It was never my thing. But when you flip it over and they're all wearing fucking... They all have the fucking... They're wearing mascara and they have, like, fucking their nails that's when, Yeah, black. but that's when they try to change their style. I know. And it was the 90s. You and know I what they were... It. They were going for shock value. They were trying to do what they did in the 80s. You know, and I do like Load a lot. There's a lot of great songs that I just remember being radio songs that were new and like we were just young like King Nothing and we were young. Um, there's still not it's still not a bad record. I know. Like it's Bleeding Me is still probably one of it's my bad I, I listen to that probably more than the other. I, I think with those records especially Load not so much Reload you gotta look at it as like just like 
a hard rock record and yeah. just just but, distance yourself from the 80s thrash right it's good music man it's just good tunes it's, it's like nine uh, not even 90 i would say like 50 percent of it's good yeah there's a lot of stuff that i just can't even do even for i was gonna just put i almost just put my foot in my mouth because i was gonna say i've just always believed in if you're gonna do something completely different from what you have established just change the damn name who cares and i get there's a, it's a business and there's more tied into it than we know unfortunately as fans we don't know shit behind the scenes there's a lot more to record companies than we know but then i was i can't i gotta put my foot in my mouth because opeth have changed their goddamn sound so drastically they people could say the same thing like stop no. calling yourself opeth no they've progressed they haven't changed well they are they're a fucking progressive metal band damn it but, yeah, but bands, i do get it i get it bands Every grow band changed, it's like chuck had the right idea you know, like Chuck hey, was gonna call it quits. Oh, yeah, Chuck literally wanted to basically and be death. Want he wanted Control Denied to be like death going forward. Yeah, with clean vocals because he never wanted to sing. He always hated his voice. Symbolic was supposed to be the last death record. Right. Yeah. Sound of right. Perseverance. All those songs are supposed to be Control Denied. Denied. Songs. Out there, there's there's versions of those songs being sung by Tim Amar. No, no, up. not Tim Amar. You're you're saying World Dane. World Dane. Yeah, World Dane. World Dane was on demos. Their demos. Oh, he was on the demos. Him. Yeah. Metal Spongebob. Because, because he wanted, he saw the progression of where Nevermore were getting big. And he was like, this is the next wave. Because they were. Nevermore were massive. And he was like, this is going to be the next sound. And I want this. And he, he realized that he couldn't pick World Dane Because World Dane sounded too much like Nevermore. Obviously, he was like, well, this isn't going to sound right. He also tried out Rob Helford. Imagine that, dude. I'd love to hear fucking Sound of Perseverance with Rob Helford. I would hate it. Wouldn't be as... I hate to say it. I don't know. I don't know. I think it'd be built for it. I think uh, riff-wise, it seems like it'd be well, pain, actually good for him. Painkiller makes a lot of sense, though, on that album. <laughs> right, right, right. And that's what I'm saying. And I that's think... one of Chuck's favorite but he records. Doesn't... But uh, Chuck has that, like, he can hit the notes and he can have melody, but he can be raw, too. That's the one thing that... Rob I've Helper never heard anything do. about Chuck ever hitting notes. You're well, talking about Tim, are you talking about Tim Amar? No, like... Ch- He's just talking about Sound of Perseverance. Oh, yeah. yeah. Sound, dude, when he did the... As far as Halford singing for oh, that. Oh, yeah, yeah, Halford yeah. can't do rough. Dude, Chuck did great. Yeah, but the thing is, it would have just sounded song. a bit different. I mean, it would have been, like, more, obviously, Halford style, but I think, like, that album would have fit it well. Like, I couldn't imagine, like, Halford on, like, Scream Bloody Gore or, or even Newman. Think about those sales. He would have... Two, you get you have two massive genres just crushed together. They would have done arenas. They would have got big. I don't know about all that. But well, I'm going big. They would have done. They would have done okay. I'm dreaming big. Yeah, sure. Marco would have been there going. Ah, you know, you guys are all right, but you know, it's not really for me. It's not really my thing. Bring bring out the Beastie Boys. Uh, you got uh, Beastie Boys. You got Nas. Is Nas playing next? Uh, I watched Nas over a couple, a few metal bands I've seen in my lifetime. I'll tell you that much. What about an OB, ODB tribute? Yeah, no. OB. I've seen ODB, ODB tributes uh, in concert live. Tributes? That's yeah, a, that's man. A thing? The Jizza. The Jizza did it. He did one of his songs live. Because the, uh, the Jizza or the Rizza? The Jizza, which is the Rizza's brother, which well, is it's, is ODB's cousin. Speaking of artwork <laughs> and yeah, rap, yeah. it's all relevant. What, but what about Ed Repka? What about uh, do you like Necro or whatever the fuck he's called? Necro Lord. Yeah. Oh no, yeah, ne- man. Yeah, yeah. Necro. No, Necro. No Necro. Oh, the, the rapper? rapper. Yeah, the rapper. I never got into him, man. Did you ever see the artwork Repka did? Oh, yeah, yeah of course. Yeah, Prefix yeah, yeah. for Death is a great album. They actually have Nuclear Salt on there. They have this. I'll play it for you later. It's like a 30-second thing with... Uh, it's like pretty much obituary and then it goes into rapping. But that 
I'll, I'll play it for you. But it's actually, I don't mind that. There's a lot of dudes on that. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. I, I, uh, I it's never a cool really... cover. It's like, it's got like the skeleton with the needle. Yeah, it's right? got the yeah. syringe. I like, like, story rap, man. I gotta go to my stories, man. I like stories. I'm a big fan of, like, the Ghetto Boys and stuff. Which don't have spectacular covers, unfortunately. So, it's not really in this discussion. I don't think, but... yeah, I don't think 90s rap even had... I know uh, it's just them. Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg's is cool. It's like a cartoon. Covers, yeah, cartoon. Yeah, it's like a cartoon. That's like the only iconic. Other than that, it's like I never. I like the the Wu Tang Clan one too. That's the Thirty Six Chambers where they look like they're all ninjas. I, I'm sure you guys didn't have to see it, but uh, like I like some of that stuff. The Jizza album cover is really good too. I know we're getting like way off topic. Yeah, we should, <laughs> we should probably wrap it up. See what <laughs> <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> Look, yeah, man, I mean, I just wanted to shout out to, I just wanted to say uh, a few, uh, just Geiger in general. Just one quick note on Geiger. A uh, couple of my favorite album covers with him is uh, Celtic Frost to Megatherion and Danzig 3, How the God How the Gods Kill. Great uh, How the Gods Kill was probably very, you know, the artwork probably influenced me very heavily to buy it, if I can remember correctly. It was a long time ago. I don't remember for sure. But that's one of my favorite covers ever of all time, by far. And very reminiscent of horror and aliens. Right. And then, then you see the Even aliens. Even the alien. Well, that's yeah. Geiger, you know, created the alien yeah. for the movies yep. and everything. So. Yeah. So it makes a lot of sense. One last thing about Dancing 3. I wish I still had the original CD. When you open the inlay, it would actually open as an inverted cross. Copying Black Sabbath's Why? first Did they record. Do that? First record is an upside, is a cross. The inlay? Is it inlays across? Mm-hmm. I had the, it. The, the record or the CD? The record. The record, the yeah. The record. Yeah. Okay, it's I didn't know that. Yeah, it's cool. So they just... They Dude, just... everybody copied Black Sabbath. Yeah. I mean, we go back. Scott Ian already said it. Every riff that's ever been written has already been done by Tony Iommi. That was that was Rob Zombie that said that. No, uh, Scott Ian said it too. Oh, well. It's fucking both. Geek. They're right though. Those, those... Yes. <laughs> we love They're you, not wrong. We love you, Scott. Fuck you, Rob. <laughs> Well, yeah. are we good? Yeah, we're good. Do you want to keep on going on making fun of uh, people? <laughs> no, I just want to know. I remember I forgot to add with uh, with my boy uh, Travis Smith. He did uh, some Elvite covers too. Yeah. Mm. You want to go see them at Rock and Shock? I know. It's fucking October though. Everybody's getting married in October. Who gets married? I won't be there, but I'll be at in the October. other day. Which one? Oh. Napalm Death Municipal License to give it all. Is that part of... Yeah, Trump? man. That's oh. a Sunday. I think the Elvite is in Corpaclani, right? Or something? It's Friday. Corpaclani, Elvite, yeah. Some other people. And then Saturday, they haven't announced anybody yet, so... Interesting. Bring your know. horns and elf shoes. We're going yeah. to Elvite and I drink for my first... Um, and bring your cargo shorts for uh, Sunday. Bring your cargo shorts <laughs> for Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> No one's gotten a hand job in cargo shorts since the nineties, Marco. I wear cargo shorts all the time. I do I'm, too. I'm, I'm, I'm not hip, apparently. <laughs> I love it. Oh, dude, he's literally a draw full of cargo oh shorts. It's like a lot of he's, cargo shorts. Doug's, Doug's got like a hundred cargo shorts. He's waiting for them to come back in style. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna be prepared. <laughs> on that note, thank you for joining us on this special edition on album covers. And uh, honestly, we want to do this again. If there's any artists you guys want to suggest, hit us up on. Vintage Burn Podcast at gmail.com or Vintage Burn Podcast. Find us on Facebook and Instagram. Please like, subscribe, give us five stars. Help us out, fuckers. Thanks a lot. Have a good night.